Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for a brand new day. Today is Monday, March 20th, 2023. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, Sheriff of Ghost Town, the mayor of Myrtle Beach, the victim of vandalism, the Dilf Pickle himself. He's Nipsey Muscle. He's also known as... Holy God. Holy God. Here we call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new day and a brand new week, boys and girls. Um, some shows are harder to do than others, and today is one of those days. Um, we're not going to kick things off with the usual nonsense because as you know, um, the, the Garmy is family. You guys are our family and we certainly, those of us who work here on the show are a family. And so we've got some, uh, rough news we got over the weekend and I wanted to share it with you guys because we are family and I didn't want to just go on as if everything was normal because it's, it's not normal right now. We got the uh, devastating news over the weekend that our own Steve Ashton had a stroke in his home um, the end of last week, beginning of the weekend. And Steve's in bad shape. He's in the hospital right now. They initially, uh, when they found him, he was unresponsive and they got him to the hospital and they... uh, diagnosed him with what appeared to be a brain bleed. So he went into neurosurgery as quickly as they could get him in. And I've been in touch with his family. And the information is hard to get because obviously they're going through an enormous amount. And uh, they were kind enough to reach out in the first place, both to Eddie and myself. Um, but the, with the time change, it even gets more tricky. You know, yeah. there's seven hours ahead. And so, uh, you know, we'll get a we'll get a message in the middle of the night. And, and then the rest of the day, it's sort of radio silence because uh, they're sleeping or they're taking care of business. But um, um, it, it's it's bad, obviously. Um, the surgery was a relative success in the sense that he came through it OK. Yeah but he is on still unconscious as of right now and uh the uh they're they've got a tube feeding him and now it's the hardest part it's just the waiting game yeah um hopefully <clears throat> the surgery was successful in the sense that uh, they stopped the bleeding they're relieving the pressure in his brain and um now we just wait and hopefully he'll regain consciousness soon. And when that happens, we'll be able to tell more about uh, his, um, his situation. And uh, if there was any uh, damage done by the stroke, I mean, you don't know what these yeah. things, they're, they're tricky. Yeah. So we're all just holding our breath and hoping for the best and waiting to hear hopefully good news from the UK regarding our man, Steve Ashton. Um, I don't want to get too down and I don't want to get too upset. I mean, obviously I'm shattered because he's such a, a good friend uh, above and beyond being part of this show. And I feel an enormous sense of powerlessness being so far away. It's, it's the helplessness that really not being able to really do, really do anything for him or for his family because we are so far away. So it's, it's been a difficult 48 hours. But at the same time, I don't want to give in to despair and just um, assume the worst. I'm going to assume the best for as long as I can. So we're going to go on and do a show today. I, I didn't know whether to do one or not. But um, again, I'm trying to take things as they come and keep a positive attitude. And I think that's what we all should do. Yeah. And I'm not a praying guy. 
But if you are, and you're out there listening, and you want to include Steve Ashton in your prayers, it couldn't hurt. If nothing else, keep a good thought and uh, stay positive in hopes that uh, the surgery did what it was supposed to do, and he's going to heal up, and he's going to recover. And other than that, I don't know what to say, other than um, we we all love Steve, and as I mentioned, he's a, he's a dear friend of mine, and it's so um, rare to, to, to have a friend late in life that you feel so connected with. And I, I do feel that with Steve. Uh, he always makes me laugh and puts a smile on my face. And he's been there for me when I needed him most. As I've mentioned before, he was the first guy to raise his hand when I started doing this thing five years ago and said, look, if you need any kind of help at all, I'd love to pitch in. And this was a guy I didn't really even know at the time, but he went out of his way to offer his help. And that was something that I will always be eternally grateful for and and thankful for. And then beyond that, to, to become such good friends with him as I have. And I know Eddie is friend, friends with him as well. Yeah. And our family, all of our families have become close friends with him. Yeah. yeah. And um, Carrie, of course, also close. Queen Jay, who has worked with him on the cast projects, they've gotten very close. So we're all a Both real... kids. I mean, it's... We're a real tight unit. And... Yeah. Um, Daisy is upset, as you can imagine, his littlest one, but she's hanging in there. And Lily, his older one, is doing a great job of trying to keep everybody informed as we move along. And uh, Lily's mom as well. So, again, uh, I hate to start this show off and start your week off with bad news, but I did want you to know what was going on so that um, I can keep you posted to the best of my ability. And I, I don't mean to be uh, rude in any way, but don't uh, reach out to me and don't call. Uh, asking for updates simply because I don't have them. Yeah. And it's much easier to do it this way. Um, uh, I'll give you as much information as I know day to day as we go through it. And we're all just going to hope for the best and try to stay positive and, and hope that he comes through this and he's okay on the other side. Yeah. So there you go. Um, that's the news about Steve. And uh, we are going to go ahead and do a regular show, but I didn't, I just couldn't bring myself to, uh, pay tribute to some guy named Larry at the top of the show and get wacky right away. It doesn't feel right. Because it, it doesn't feel no. right. So um, so there you go. Um, again, keep a good thought for him. And know that he uh, loves you guys and he loves doing this show as much as you guys have embraced him over the years. So I'm hoping that he's going to be fine. And that's, that's, that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. So let's go ahead and do a show for a Monday anyway. What do you say? We'll start off with you guys, beloved members of the Garmy. We love you so much, and we love it when you reach out to us, especially when you leave your voicemail messages on the old Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. All you got to do is dial up that number, one 833 Hi, Ralph. Yeah, then I listen to you. And I uh, and I yell at you sometimes. Well, most but of the time? Most No, mostly I just listen <laughs> and I smile and I laugh. But I do grab a handful of calls and we put them here in a segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Let's kick things off with a joke. We certainly could use it today. Every Monday, we like to start the calls off with what we call Mirthful Monday, when one of you guys calls in and gives us a laugh. Hey, Ralph, this is Mike from Nebraska. I got a Mirthful Monday joke for you. So what do you call a beehive with no exits? Jeez, I don't know. It's unbelievable. All right, I'm, I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> It's unbelievable right. because Eddie, unbelievable, of course, means something beyond credulity. Yes. You can't, yes. I can't even comprehend it. Right. It's just, it's not something that I think could ever happen. Right. So you wouldn't think that a beehive would never have An exit. any yes. exits in it. But also, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable yeah. because the bees can't leave can't the beehive leave. -E because there's no yes. exits. Yeah in the beehive itself. Unbe so that's why Beautiful. that joke works on yeah. so many different I, levels. So many. You don't get I it, but all I, of them. I will explain it to Please. you after the show and, all of them. and you'll, you'll know what's going on. Hmm. 
Friday, we had our game show as we always do. It was the St. Patrick's Day All-Irish edition of the Garmy Game Show. Eddie Pence came through for Stacy. Barely. What, five? Whoa, five? You got five? Right in the nick of time. Right, right, right there. there at the he end. Just was able to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. <laughs> and Stacy was thrilled and she wanted to call in to thank us. Hey, Ralph, this is Stacy Schwartz, four star general from Van Nuys. I have to thank you so much. I, of course, have not received my prizes in the mail yet, but when I do, you'll get another phone call. I have to tell you, out of all the Garmy game shows, this one was the best. I don't know if it was because it was St. Patrick's Day or if it was because you said you were going to hand deliver the prizes, which I think would be amazing, but I'm not unrealistic. Um, I'm keeping that one. I'm downloading it. You and Eddie made me laugh so hard. And yes, Stacey Schwartz is just a great Irish name. Yes. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I loved listening to it this morning. In fact, I'm still laughing about it. I appreciate it so much. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Oh, Stacy, what you don't understand is I absolutely am going to deliver <laughs> your prizes by hand. Do you have any idea how much that saves me in postage? Oh, dear. I'm absolutely driving them to your house. You're you're like a mile away from me. Yeah. I'm coming to your house. I'm going to bring you the coffee mug and the shot glass and the poster, yeah. and we're, I'm going to hand it over to you. It would you. be stupid to mail them. It would be ridiculous. Stupid. Such a savings <laughs> in terms of postage. And the carbon footprint alone. Yes, exactly. Just to have to drive it to the post office. And then, then they take it all around the world. They've got a post truck and it goes no. to Guam, I think, and then comes back <laughs> on jet. So uh, I, I've reached out to Stacy and I said, just pick a day and a time and I'll drop by. Nice. So nice. Uh, I will hand deliver your prizes, <laughs> Stacy. Speaking of winners. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Hey, gang. This is Colin Winchester from London, Ontario, One Star General. I just want to say, I just saw Eddie Pence's post and watched the movie. I want to congratulate Colton Pence for winner, <laughs> winning the best film in the Walter Reed Middle School Film Festival. You inspire so many young children. I've shown the video to my daughter. And yeah, congratulations, man. And congratulations, Eddie Pence, for raising such a creative, rad child. Love you. Mean it. Bye, Deeds. Winner oh. of the Walter Reed <laughs> Middle School Best Film of the Year. Come on. Oh. <laughs> it was a, it was an amazing. It was on, it was Friday night. It was an amazing night. Uh, they did a they broke it up. I'll explain the night. They did a sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. They broke up all the films by grades. Right, and then they. They awarded a runner-up and best film per grade. So there were, you know, six, three runners-up and three best winners for right. the grades. And then they sure. awarded a best overall film for the whole school. For all the grades. Right. And so we assumed they would take the winner from one of the best grades. You know, they narrow it down to the sixth, seventh, eighth grade winners, and that's where you get your best overall film. Draw from, from one of those three. Right. I got you. So if you've seen the video that I posted, Colton's walking back up the aisle. Uh, this was after they announced the best eighth grade film. Mm -hmm. So Colton was sitting there getting announced. He has fingers crossed. It was like the, the the Academy Awards. He was so nervous sitting there in the chair, just just had his eyes closed, his fingers crossed. And they announced this other girl, Chloe, who won the eighth grade best overall film. And she had a great film. She's she's a very talented filmmaker as well. And uh, it was just like this, like this, the air just got sucked out of the room because people loved Colton's movie. Right. And the girl stood up and she's like, no, Colton, you're coming with me. She took Colton down with her to accept the award. Oh, that's sweet. Because she thought Colton deserved it too. And she had a fab fabulous movie as well. So what happened was the teachers got down there and they knew what was going to happen anyway. So they're like, no, Colton, this is her award. You <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off, kid. <laughs> but Colton didn't know. He was just like, I don't know what's happening. Fucking showbiz bastard trying so, to horn his way in on her She dragged spotlight. him down there. Yeah, she sure dragged she him did. Sure so she did. She won the award. He pushed her down and said, this, he slapped her. It was like the Oscars. He slapped her face. He, and said, Kanye, I he Kanye this. the whole thing. Keep my movie out of your fucking mouth. So, that's what he said. So they're walking back up the aisle and they announce the best winner overall film. And Colton comes up and that's where you hear that eruption in that video. And he turns around like, what the hell just happened? Because yeah. he thought it was, everyone thought it was over. Right. And uh, I, I thought it was great because he, he went the full range of emotions. Like from like thinking he lost 
to winning the best overall film. It was a great night. And he was smiling all weekend. And he shared his prize with the girl, Chloe. They got like a big gift basket and he gave half of it to her. Ah, what a sweet so kid. It was just a, it was a great, wonderful night. And uh, he's Does so, he have designs on Chloe? Is he trying to make a move? Uh, is that pretty, what this is all pretty. about? She's a pretty little girl. That's where, cute. that's why he's splitting yeah. the basket. It's not for her filmmaking quality. Well, power couple to award-winning filmmaker. He's trying to do a little move there oh hey why don't you come over and yeah, share my go. skittles you got to come over to pick it up though whatever the hell was in there there's boy scout popcorn boy scout popcorn well you know girls sell girl scouts sell the cookies boy scouts have the popcorn big Ooh. bags of popcorn that's a garbage deal and it really is it's really a garbage deal <laughs> because so, the cookies are so much better so than the popcorn. better so much better but that's what the boy scouts sell i had no idea yeah but wow. it was a great night, and thank you. I appreciate the phone call. And Colton is this on guy cloud saw nine. the movie. How do you see the goddamn movie? He hit me up on Instagram. He's like, "Hey, you seen this movie?" So I sent him the link to the movie. But I'll send you the movie. If you want to post it on the, yeah. on the site? I didn't know if people saw the post and wanted to know about it. So of course they did. We got but, several phone calls saying congratulations to the Pences and oh. their award-winning filmmaker. <laughs> I'll I'll send you the the film. Yeah, and we'll, you can post we'll it. post it up through Patreon, and people can watch so. it. Yeah, he's very proud of it. It looks uh, looks cool, just from what I could see in your post there on the screen. Yeah. It's like, wow, this kid really put some work in he for put this uh, stop motion. About stuff. three months of stop motion animation. Stop went motion's there. brutal. It's so you got to go frame by frame. And he did mouth too. So the mouth, every time they talked, he had to put it, he had to insert a different shape mouth. He put so much work. Oh, in. he's working too hard. Yes, that's, he really. That's <laughs> nonsense. Did anyone pull him aside and say, dude? It's Walter Reed Middle School. Why don't you just cool your jets? <laughs> Doesn't mean just, anything, just man. Just relax. But I told him, hey, he's an award-winning filmmaker. You can put that on every bio he ever writes from now That's on. true. So I know you've you've used it the best of your ability. <laughs> I'm a second place best actor winner. Yeah, really. <laughs> so thank you guys. I appreciate it. Wearing a it. helmet. Appreciate it. Yeah. Best actor wearing a helmet. Doing a stupid voice. Uh, on Friday's show, I think it was Friday's show, I introduced you to my new favorite piece of music. Mecca, 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 macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody awful. loves it. Really? Everybody sure loves this song. Mecca, 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 macaroni and cheese. God damn it, Ralph. I just opened up the cabinet <laughs> to grab something and I saw a box of macaroni and cheese and that freaking macaroni and cheese song popped in my head. Thanks a lot. <laughs> right? It's fun. It's a fun way to eat macaroni yeah. and cheese. Mecca, 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 macaroni and cheese. Oh. Fuck you, Ralph. <laughs> that fucking macaroni and cheese song. God damn it. I've been trying to avoid that for a fucking while. I teach elementary school music. And motherfucker. Oh. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> Wow, teacher mouth. Another satisfied customer. <laughs> Nothing but happiness here, spread by the Ralph Report. <laughs> mecca, 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 macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and lastly, speaking of music, we always play a little upbeat. Play upbeat music for you every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those our happy hits, and today's request comes from Will. Hey, Ralph, Will Wilkins, four-star general from the northern California, Brentwood, California, uh, just calling in with a happy hit. Now, I know better than to ask for a shout-out for my birthday, even though March 20th happens to be my birthday. Don't care. But it also happens to be the first day of spring, and I figured we could spring into a happy hit. And one of my favorites, and since I kind of consider myself as like the Pete Best of the Ralph Report, I figured, why not go with Oingo Boingo's I Am the Walrus? It's jaunty, it's eclectic, and it's fun. So, happy first day of spring to everyone else. Not a shout-out for my birthday. Right. And uh, love you, mean it. Bye. Will is a great guy. Helps us out enormously here on the Ralph Report. Uh, I know him through Kevin Smith because yeah. he also does all the postings for uh, Hollywood Babylon yes. as well. But Will helps us get the, the the free episode, the weekly episode we send out to all the free podcast services and takes care of all kinds of things for us here at the Ralph Report. So great to hear from him. However, he, he can stick his birthday right up his ass because we don't do <laughs> nope. birthday shout outs mm -hmm. on this show. Mm -hmm. However, luckily for him, I'm a huge first day of spring. Oh, fan. yeah, me too. Oh, I, I'm, I, I yeah. celebrate it so hard. I just hate it come so close to St. Patrick's Day because I'm going right. to get fucked up for first day of spring day. That's when I really party. <laughs> and so in honor of that, Will, I will play your request. Here it is, Oingo Boingo doing the Beatles classic, I Am the Walrus. 
I am he as you are, he as you are me, and we are all together. See how they run like pigs from a gun, see how they fly. Stupid bloody Tuesday man You've been a naughty boy You let your face go long that uh, well they did when oingo boingo was still an active yeah. concern they used to do that live in concert oh really amazing version mm. thanks to everybody who called in today you too can be featured in the garmy on the line segment but in order for that to happen you gotta call me All righty, now it's time for us to take a look in the rearview mirror and find out what happened on March 20th, this day in history. Ralph's about to solve another mystery. Like is today the day some dude invented Listerine? Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen? Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary. The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp, so grant our wishes, please. And tell us what went down this day in history. On this day, March 20th, in the year 1345, Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars all lined up. Oh. The Saturn-Jupiter-Mars conjunction. Ah. And it was the thought at the time that that was what caused the plague. <laughs> the planets lining up and having their effect on us. Oh, man. That's smart. You know, it always makes me think of <laughs> when I was in high school, yeah. 1982, mm -hmm. all nine of the planets lined up on the same side of the sun. Oh, really? It was called the Grand Alignment. Okay. And the thing at the time was, we were told that it was the end of the world. Right. It was the end of the world because all the gravitational pull was, was going to be suck on one us side, into the sun. Pull us into the sun. Right, right. Or uh, raise the tides and wash us away. And it was the end times. Right. So my friends and I said, it, then we're going to have an end of the world party. Oh. And we got a couple bottles and of? we got a couple cases <laughs> of some beer, and we got a couple bottles from our parents' liquor cabinets, yeah. and we had ourselves an end-of-the-world party. I'm surprised you remember this. Oh, I remember it vividly, <laughs> because it all happened on, like, a Wednesday. Oh, oh, school night. And so the next day, <laughs> when the world had not ended, we wished it had, oh. because we were all so desperately oh, hung over my God. the next day. That was probably brutal. And we had to go in for an early rehearsal, oh. a pre-school day rehearsal. So before school. Like, for the musical, the music man <laughs> that we were doing in my senior year. You guys are just sweating beer. And, and just red-eyed and just, just <laughs> fucking foul. But you honestly thought the world was ending that night. We didn't know. You but just we, honestly we thought. We took a shot. Or you just use that as an excuse to party. We use that as an excuse to party, okay. but there was like there was a little concern. There was, there was actual conversation saying what would happen if all of those planets aligned on one side of the sun. Right. They didn't know exactly what the the uh, you know they didn't know exactly what was going to happen. Right. You know, the one extreme side was nothing, and the other side was it was going to be the right. end. So we took a shot. So you no. never know. I would have been much more pissed if the world had ended. And you didn't party, and I didn't go out on right. a high note. 
Right. So okay. you gotta, well, you know, you know, you gotta be wise about these things. And the guy, the the choir master, was like, "What happened, to you guys? <laughs> Would you have an end of the world party?" <laughs> he like called it. <laughs> like, yeah. why weren't I invited? It's 1525 on this day. Paris Parliament began pursuit of the Protestants. Oh. The Jews were like, whew, finally. Look at those guys. Somebody. That's not us. So nice to see another religious group persecuted. I'm down. 1774, the British Parliament passed the first of the Intolerable Acts. Oh, Intolerables. I actually call that uh, the all the comedians who go in front of Eddie Pence when I go out to see him at a show. <laughs> call them the Intolerable Acts. <laughs> you don't enjoy the rest of the show? Boy. The other night at Flappers, you had some real winners up there, I got to tell you. But you enjoyed me. I enjoyed you okay, enormously. Thank you. But uh, some of your some it's, of your, your lineup mates there. It's a hit and miss sometimes. Yeah, it is. Sometimes. Uh, one of those acts was the Boston Port Act, which closed Boston Harbor until the colonists would pay for the damage done by the Boston Tea Party. Oh. And they said, that's intolerable. <laughs> we can't tolerate this. We cannot. 1819, London's famous Burlington Arcade opens. Okay. Now, arcade these days in the in the modern parlance, right. we think you know video a games. bunch of video games. Yeah, but the Fun arcade times. was actually a, a little shopping area. It was the first indoor shopping mall. Oh, famously the world's first shopping arcade. Now, here's the thing: to mm -hmm. this day, it's still there, the Burlington Arcade, and you cannot whistle in there. Why? They have security guards there. They come get you, and if you whistle, they will escort you out of the premises. Why can't you whistle? Long-standing tradition. The shops used to be on the bottom of the arcade. Right. And in the rooms above the arcades, yeah. that's where the prostitutes would work. <laughs> okay. And the prostitutes had an agreement with the pickpockets right. who would go through and rob people surreptitiously while they were shopping. Right. That from the from above, they could see where the cops were around. Right. And if they saw the cops, they would whistle. The prostitutes would whistle. Oh, this is the giveaway. To give a heads up to the pickpockets okay. that the cops were around. So they put a law in place saying you can't whistle in there anymore because it was it was chasing away all the pickpockets <laughs> wow. before they could nab them. Oh. So no whistling, no whistling at the Burlington Arcade. One guy in the mid-80s, a male shopper was walking around whistling. Yeah. Loudly. Yeah. And the Beatles, as they're known there, the security team, went up and accosted him and said, sir, you cannot whistle here. And they spun him around and it was Paul McCartney. <laughs> and they said... Okay, you can you, you can whistle. You, sir, can whistle. you can whistle. And they gave him a lifetime exemption from the whistling law. <laughs> so rumor has it that he goes there to shop every Christmas and brings friends and family with him and then whistles oh. at the top of his lungs as a joke because he's allowed to whistle there. I would love to see that card. I would too. 1852, Harriet Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom's Cabin was published in Boston. Speaking of Boston and books, in 1854, the Boston Public Library opened becoming the first large free municipal library in the United States. 1868, Jesse James Gang robbed the bank in Russellville, Kentucky. Sweet. Oh, my God. Every time we mention Jesse James. It's Pence Brothers Road with Jesse James. Nobody is more proud of his criminal ancestors than Eddie Pence. With Jesse James. Yeah, that means they were first bad guys. First daylight bank robbery they in were U.S. history. outlaws. Right. That's cool. It's not cool. It's cool nowadays to be an outlaw. Is it? Yeah. Uh, they robbed the bank of $14,000 in 1868. How come none of that money trickled down to you? I don't. They spent it all on booze and hookers. Well, they're my kind of guy. Sure, they weren't my, my family. <laughs> they might have been the Garmins. I don't know. 1885. Oh, I motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I say about the 1800s? Fuck, I just want to wrap a rope around it and <laughs> throw it off a boat. I love it so much <laughs> because these wonderful inventions. Uh -huh. Where do they get these wonderful inventions? <laughs> To paraphrase, uh, Jan Ernst Matzliger. Jeez, what? Matzliger. 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 Uh, he received his patent for the shoe lasting machine. Shoe lasting? Yes. What's a shoe lasting? You know machine? what a shoe last is? No. A shoe last is the mold that they use to make a shoe. It's either made of metal or wood or stone. And it is the shape of the Oh, and they foot. put the leather around and it. And they put and the they... uppers, and then they connect the uppers to the soles. See, if they had called it a shoe cast, I would have known what that is. So the, the shoe last. The last. The shoe last machine was the first machine to industrialize fastening the uppers to the soles of a shoe. So you have to do it by hand. Exactly. Mm. 
The average shoe laster by, by hand right. could make maybe 50 shoes a day. Yeah, poor cobblers. But with this machine, they could make 500 oh, shoes yeah. a day. Fuck those cobblers. It changed the game. It made shoes, first of all, affordable. So yeah. you wouldn't have to run around like a barefoot hillbilly. Right. And it, it revolutionized the shoe industry. More shoes is better. More shoes is absolutely yes, better. I agree. I agree. Uh, 1917, after sinking of three more American merchant ships, Pre President Woodrow Wilson met with his cabinet, and they all agreed that war was inevitable. So this was the day that they decided to get involved with World War I. How many ships do you have to get sunk before you're like, you know what? I'll tell you. They're taking shots at us. Both times when they really needed to step up with world wars, yeah. America was just weak ass. Way behind. Just like, eh, I don't want to get involved. I mean, I understand war is awful, and you don't, but sometimes... But if it's going to happen, yeah. and it's a big one, and all hands are on deck, you got to be on yeah. the side of the angels, right? All right. Eventually, you're going to get pulled in, one way or the other. At some point, so might as well just go ahead and jump in and try to end this thing. That's how I look at it. Uh, 1920, the very first flight from London to South Africa landed on this day. It took a lightning-fast one and a half months Ooh. to fly from London to South Africa. Oh. And that's flying. Dear Lord. How, how many stops did you have to make? A ton. It's 1920. The, the, the a month and a half. plane probably held about eight ounces of fuel. Stupid. <laughs> they shouldn't have done it. They said, "Let's. why don't we wait till we have a better plane and then we'll yeah, go to South Africa. Like a boat would have been quicker, Let's right? fly to Scotland, someplace nearby. USS Langley was commissioned on this day in 1922. It was the first uh, U.S. naval aircraft carrier. Mm. 1930? Harlan Sanders opened up his KFC oh, Kentucky Fried Chicken food hurdle. chain on this day in 1930. You know, originally, yeah. Harlan Sanders owned a gas station. He did. Yes. And he wasn't getting a lot of business. Right. So he started a, a frying operation out of the back of the garage of the gas station. So you get chicken while you fill up with You the, could get chicken and get gas at huh. the same place. Huh. You know where I learned that? Mm. Mm. <laughs> little show i like to go mm. food Sorry. that built america <laughs> they got a whole they oh. got a whole colonel sanders that's episode. great I'm it's glad. really interesting I'm glad you took the time and very early on he sold his recipe yeah with the 11 herbs and spices secret and Top his secret recipe and his way he, he manufactured a way to fry chicken quicker huh came up with it on his own he you turned turn a pressure up. cooker into hotter. a fryer no. turned a pressure cooker into a fryer and he sold the whole deal, whole bowl of wax, like early, early, early that on. That was a dumb move. And it was like a million bucks, which That's at the time move. was a ton of money. Not Could have been more. But he was always bitter after that. Yeah. He stayed on as a spokesperson, but he never saw any of oh, that KFC money. Bitter colonel. Yeah, it's not good. On this day in 1944, 2,500 women trampled guards and floor walkers at an apartment store in Chicago when 1,500 alarm, so alarm clocks went on sale. Oh. It was the big alarm clock riot. People died for alarm clocks? Yes. Oh, that's terrible. Fascinating story behind this one, too. Oh, okay, what? The uh, the West Clocks Company yeah. had stopped making clocks because okay. it was 1944, and all their factories went into building stuff for, for the, the war, Second World War. The war machine. So the government finds out that there's an alarm clock shortage. Ah. And so they allow them to go back into production to do a limited number of alarm clocks. Oh, it's a special edition alarm clocks is what it was. <laughs> it was. It was called the War Alarm. <laughs> the War Alarm Clock. And they they said, we're going to have them in Chicago, but this is one store and only while they last. Wow. And 2,500 people showed up Killed before the store opened. The doors burst open and people got trampled. People so died. They could get there. So other people go clocks. wake up early. It was like the first Black Friday oh, massacre. I wonder how much one of those clocks is worth nowadays. Apparently, very a lot. I would imagine. Because they're limited edition and they got blood all over it. <laughs> got that history behind Eyeball. it as well. It's <laughs> hanging no, on it. There's no blood on it. Mm. 1954, the first newspaper vending machine was used. Oh, okay. Remember you used to put the things in and you lift up the yeah, lid? Yeah, take all the ones you wanted for a quarter. No, see, that's why we can't have nice things. Because people like you, that's why you, you don't see them anymore. Because people steal they the newspapers. Better system. better system. It was called the honor system. It's not a it's good a system. pretty good system. That system sucks. When you have honor. Uh, mm. 1963, the first pop art exhibition in New York City. Yeah. Oh, I love pop art. Warhol. Lichtenstein. Too much for me. I like that Roy Lichtenstein guy. 
What's he, something he's done? He does all the uh, spoofs of comic book panels. Okay. He, he literally hand paints every little oh, the dot dots. Of, that represent the color. And yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, that's fun stuff. Those aren't bad. That's good. <laughs> 1974, the movie The Super Cops, directed by Gordon Parks, premiered in New York City on this day. I love that movie. True story of uh, two cops who were nicknamed in Brooklyn Batman and Robin because yeah, they used to... Vigilantes. They weren't vigilantes. They were cops, but uh -huh. they were a partnership and they were youthful and they got along with the the, right. the kids of the day. And they did vigilante stuff and after hours. they did hours. do any vigilante mm. things. 1982, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts got a number one hit on this day. Lasted at the top of the charts for seven weeks. Weird Al's ruined that song for me forever. I know. That's Thank you. Rocky Road. 1984, Andy Kaufman and Fred Blassie's filmed My Breakfast with Blassie premiered. Did you ever see that film? Yes. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> had the answer before I asked it. 1986, Jacques Chirac formed his French government on this day. My okay. old pal Jacques. Your buddy. Your, your phone buddy. Jacques. 1989, baseball announced they were investigating a guy named Pete Rose oh, for yeah. some illegal activity. Right. Can't bet on baseball oh, while you're in baseball. No, that up turned out. Michael Jackson signed a deal with Sony Records to produce six albums on this day in 1991 for $65 million. Seems like nothing. Now. Oh, yeah, now that's nothing, right? 1992, Janice Pennington was awarded $1.3 million for an accident that happened on the set of The Price is Right. Oh, She accident? got hit with a camera, one of those big pedestal cameras. Oh. Knocked her down, messed her up. Well, it's weird if you've ever been to a live tape and those cameras are like right on the stage. They come right up and on you. And they fly, yeah. too. They're in a hurry to get to the next oh. setup. Yeah. So she got $1.3 million. Woo! That ain't Better bad. than Blinko. Yeah, really. She uh, also apparently accidentally fell on Bob Barker's penis a couple of times, from what I understand. But <laughs> oh, did what do she I know? Know? From what do I know? <laughs> 1994, speaking of wrestling, WrestleMania 10. Okay. Madison Square Garden on this day. 10, okay. Bret Hart yeah. became the WWF champion by beating this wrestler. Yokozuna. Fuck me. <laughs> Goddamn Rain Man with this shit. <laughs> Which is interesting because in that in WrestleMania 10, he wrestled an earlier match against his brother Owen Hart and mm. lost. Wow, he must have been exhausted. And then he had to wrestle that against Yokozuna later in the night. How could he how could he prevail? I don't understand he's, how he's he could have how great, that could have happened. He's the best there is, the best there was, the it, best there ever will be. It's almost as if it was preordained that that's nope. how that was going to end nope. in that particular he's match. He's just an incredible wrestler. Oh, okay. 1995, the Beatles released a single. That's right, you heard me. In 1995. It was off a new album of Beatles music called Live at the BBC. Some of the live recordings they had done for BBC Radio back in the day. Here was the last single released by the Beatles in 1995. Cause baby, it's you. -la 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 -la. Baby, it's you. -la -la -la. That's a cover song. Speaking of our cover song mm -hmm. themes, uh, written by Burt Bacharach for the Shirelles back in the early 60s. 1996, Eric and Lyle Menendez. Remember those lovely yeah, boys? Yeah, the brothers. Yeah, found yeah. guilty of killing their parents on this day. 1997, the Liggett Tobacco Company admitted cigarettes are addictive. Oh, did they? 1997, they came around <laughs> on that. Finally came around to it. Okay. You got us. You got us. <laughs> 1999, Legoland California opened. The very first Legoland outside of Europe. Huh? Opened not too far from here in Carlsbad, California. Yeah, it's just down the road. Have you been with your boy being his Lego um, Lego maniac? <laughs> when we were younger, it's a car, it's a, the park is really made for like little little right? kids. So yeah. once you get to a certain age, there's not much you can do there. But it's fun for little kids. Gotcha. Um, tw 2012 on this day, Disney bombed, lost two hundred million dollars on oh. John Carter. Oh God, John remember Carter that? Mars. He went to Mars. Became one of the superhero. One of the biggest losses in cinema history. But had that been a success, they're saying 
I've read somewhere like had that been a success, they may never have got the MC. We never never had the MCU because that was such a big like they put so much money into that. Or maybe it was Star Wars. They never would have bought Star Wars had that been a big success. I don't understand. They would have had their own thing, so they that would have been have, their own thing. So they, they may have not have been interested in purchasing Star Wars. We were living in the Carterverse, the Car- John Carterverse. 2019, a woman helped researchers in Manchester, England, helped identify molecules on the skin of people who have Parkinson's disease. Oh, she could detect them because she can smell it. That's weird. She can smell Parkinson's. What's it smell in like? Somebody. Is it musty? Uh, it smells like a bourbon. Oh my God. I have some bad news for you. Tobacco and desperation. You have Parkinson's. Oh shit. And speaking of the Disney company on this day in 2019, the Walt Disney company acquired Rupert Murdoch's 21st century Fox entertainment business for the low, low price of $71 billion. So $71 billion. This is the day that they, uh, they got the, they got Star Wars, X-Men. And X-Men. No, they got Star Wars before that. Oh, did they? This was, oh, when that's they got, was Lucasfilm. So we got Fantastic Four, Deadpool and the X-Men. Right. And Family Guy and, and Family Guy. And, and so weird to get Simpsons. checks from Disney now when I do Family Guy. All right, you know what we do at this point? We find food related to a day in history, run it past Eddie Pence, see if it's something he'd be willing to eat, or hell, stick up his ass. Then pull out. <coughs> Only one way to find out. Talk about that food, then pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. The reels go round and round, and when they stop, if they line up, jackpot. that means Eddie's eating that food. If they're mismatched, <coughs> and it's not going to happen. No. On this day in 1616, Walter Raleigh, was released from the Tower of London. Okay. F- fascinating uh, character, this Walter Raleigh. He was quite the adventurer. One of the favorites of Queen Elizabeth. Mm. In fact, famously, he uh, took off his cloak and put it down on a puddle so she could walk across the puddle without oh, that's getting where that her came shoes from? dirty. That's where Chivalry? it came from. Yes, exactly. She loved him, apparently. Uh, I bet she Loved did. him, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but when she died, uh, the King James, King James I was not a fan, and he put him in the London, uh, the Tower of London for participating in what he believed was a plot to remove him from office okay. or the throne rather. But they pulled him out in 20 in 1616 to lead an expedition in search of El Dorado. Oh. You know what El Dorado is? Fountain of Youth. No. The city of gold. City of gold. So that's where the Fountain of Youth is too, right, isn't it? No. No, that, no that's in Florida. Yes. Okay. El Dorado's in the Central America. Yeah, right? Central, South America. Central and South America. Something like that. That's what Indiana Jones was looking for. Right. Yeah. And uh he never found it. No. But he, but he was allowed to go to try to get more gold for the king. See, it's like Suicide Squad, man. Yeah. When they when they need you, they pull you out of jail right. and they put you on this mission. And he was never able to find that. But he found something even more important, Eddie. Crystal Pence. skull, aliens. No, mm. the potato. Oh, the potato. The potato. Sir Walter Raleigh credited with bringing potatoes to Ireland. Mm. Forty thousand acres of land near Cork were the first place that the potatoes were ever planted in the uh, British Empire, and it took decades for the potato to spread across the rest of Europe. Irish were first with the potatoes. They had an interesting way of eating them originally, the Irish. They used to uh, treat it as an all-day meal kind of thing. Oh, okay. So what they would do is just gently, or parboil it, as they say, uh-huh. and uh, it was called uh, to cook potatoes with and without the bone or the moon, as it's called. What's the bone or the moon? It was basically uh, parboiling the potatoes so you get a nice soft potato on the outside, uh-huh. but the core of it is undercooked. Okay. So when you bite down on it and you crunch it, it's like a crunchy meal, but it sits in your stomach longer. Okay. So the workers would eat one potato, but it would last them all day because uh. it had a nice, thick, a hard center to it. It's like a crunchy center. It's like a potato candy bar. A potato bone. It was like a soft potato on the outside, boiled, eh. and then crunchy, okay. hard on the inside. Right. Right, right. So that's today's food. Boiled potatoes, just slightly underboiled to last you all day long. So it's just, you're seeing a, a, a baked... Uh, a, it's not baked, it's boiled. Boiled potato. A boiled potato. It's soft and mushy on the baked outside. Baked potato is a fairly recent uh, invention. Oh, potatoes were almost always boiled in England. You just okay. put them in a pot. And With the skin on or skin off? You, you skin them and then do it? No, leave the skin leave on. skin on? Just boil the it's shit so out of mushy on the outside. And then you dice them into halves and quarters and stuff, and you got your boiled potatoes. Crisp in the middle? Yeah, but nice and uh, tough in the center, so you're kind of biting like an apple. It's got a crunch to it. Parboiled potatoes, today's food. Is that something Eddie Pence would like to sink his teeth into? It's only one way to find out. Here we go. One potato, two potato, three potato. 
And a big love for the state of his mouth. He likes it soft at first, but then it gets real hard. And he likes uh, it when it gets I don't like the, the hard you part. You make it sound Let's worse than it really is. Oh, it's soft at first. Mm -hmm. Now it's hard. I now I'm happy because it's hard in Why? my mouth. Why are you happy because it's hard? Says mm. He loves a hard crease. I, I don't something like hard in Irish mouth. in my mouth. That's not what I said. Please go away. See, I couldn't, I couldn't bite into a raw potato in the center. That's I don't know. I mean, I like awful. the taste of potatoes, but I don't know. I don't want to get to the hard. But is it like center. raw or just sort of warm and a little firm? It sounds like, like it's it just was, cold and raw in was, the middle. It was the core of it was left raw. I don't know. So I mean, I like could, the taste of potatoes. So how can I say no? Uh, yeah. like potatoes are good. You've said no to a lot worse things than that. I don't think I have. A lot better things. That's your opinion. In my opinion. Wait a minute. I just said it was right. My exactly. And that's it for this day in history. I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently. He's dropping college level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats because that rhymes with LMB. And that's a wrap for the Ralph Report today in history. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday? For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now let's take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Boy, this was tragic news over the weekend. Lance Reddick, brilliantly talented yeah. actor, passed away at the age of 60, um, according to his representatives from Natural Causes, but 60 years He's old. So young. He was one of those actors that you knew when you saw him in a project, it was just going to be better because he was in it. He was so good in Fringe. So amazing so in good Fringe. Fringe. Uh, great also in one of my favorite TV shows, Bosch. He yeah. was also in that and was uh, amazing. A lot of people know him for his work in The Wire, where he played the uh, lawyer-turned-lieutenant of the, ba the Baltimore Police Department narcotics team on that show. Originally from Baltimore, he was um, especially proud of that role. He was in the John Wick franchise as well. Yes, he was. He was one of the guys who helped run the... Uh, the Continental. The, the Assassin Hotel. That's where you go and you can't do anything bad. Like, they can't... So it's a safe dumb. place. So it's dumb. the base. So you don't you you don't believe in the honor system about taking newspapers out of a machine, right. but you believe in the honor system of assassins not killing yeah, each other because at a certain it, hotel. Because if you fucking do it in there, they take you out. So you break that rule, you're in deep shit. So um, he's in John Wick Chapter 4. That was uh, his, his last, last performance. Yeah, sadly. His wife had, had a lovely um, statement in the press, and she also specialized that if you wanted to donate to a charity in honor of Lance Reddick, Mom Cares is the charity that was his favorite. It was for high-risk and NICU mothers in his mm -hmm. hometown of Baltimore. Oh. So uh, if you're looking to make a donation in his name, that's where they're directing people. But so sad to hear. Awful. Look at the weekend box office. Shazam 2 did not make what they expected it to, oh, really? quite frankly. Pro projections were between 35 to $38 million. It fell well short of that with just $30 million in its opening weekend. Um, people speculating this may be the end of the Shazam franchise. I saw it. Oh, did you go? I did. I took Colt. Colt wanted to see it. It wasn't... I didn't hate I thought it was... I had fun with it. There was parts that I really liked. There was some stuff that's a little... Uh, but. Mm. I enjoyed it. I had a fun time watching it. I liked it better than the first one. Really? Yeah. Um, the first one made uh, fifty-three million. The first one was a hit. It was a big yeah. one. Big hit. So I don't know why this one fell I, so short. I really don't know either. I didn't. I, I enjoyed it. Second at the box office was Scream Six with seventeen point five million dollars. Creed Three came in at number three with fifteen point four. Sony's sixty-five came in fourth with just five point eight million dollars. Oh. That's a science fiction film yeah. with uh, 
Han Kylo Solo's Ren son. Guy. Kylo Ren. Yeah. Right? What's his name? Uh, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he plays a guy who goes into space. They're trying to find a new place to live because, of course, Earth is dying right. or something like that. And, they and it's like a, a, it's a Planet of the Apes kind of deal. Well, they go through a wormhole and they end up going back in time, I believe. And they land on Earth 65 million years well, that's ago. That's what I mean. Planet of the Apes was about going through a time warp yeah, and coming back to the planet the at a different time. That was the future. Same concept. Well, it always goes backwards. Well, that's not, that's not Planet of the Ape type deal. If that's you going leave forward. the planet but and you're you going go forward. through a time change and but you're you not come going, back. I'm talking about going backwards in time. Oh my God. It's more of a back to the future sort of thing. Infuriating. What a maroon. Uh, anyway, five point eight million dollars. Not not good for a interesting big, for a big budget science fiction it movie. Interesting. And then Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania came in at number five with just additional four million dollars this weekend. Interesting health news from Sam Neill, star of course of Jurassic Park. He um, had to assure his fans over the weekend that he is healthy and he is getting back to work. He discussed in his upcoming memoir that he is battling. Uh, stage three blood cancer. Oh, God. And a lot of fans were alarmed to hear that news. So he went on social media to talk about the fact that he's alive and well and has been in remission for eight months. And he's currently on a drug therapy that he will need to take monthly for the rest of his life to keep the cancer at bay. But apparently it's very effective. And he's already been through chemotherapy. So they think the prognosis is excellent. That's good. So miracle of modern... Uh, Science, science, medicine, yeah, all that, all that good stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And today, oh, I want to be the president what? so bad. I want to be the president of the United States so bad. Why? Because today the job. president of the United States gets to meet with the cast of Ted Lasso. Oh, that is cool. They're all going to the White House today. Oh, I did see his post. He had a Believe poster. Over the Oval it. Office yeah. door. How that cool is that? That was cool. They are going to meet with uh, President Joe Biden and his wife, Dr. Biden, to talk about the importance of mental health and how important it is to uh, get the treatment you need for mental health as much as you do for physical health. Yeah, good. Jason Sudeikis and um, uh, Roy Kent's going to be there. And Brett uh, Goldstein. Coach Beard. All of them. Could be there. That's not their real names. You know, so right. cool. It is their real names. It's not their real names. The real. Those are characters. The real. I love them. Did you see the? Oh, you haven't watched I it. watched it. I watched you it. You watched it. I thought I thought Ted Lasso was one of the shows you hadn't watched. Yet. No, I watched Ted Lasso. Oh, I don't want the date on. See Ted the Lasso. first episode. Yes. Awesome. So fucking good. So good. So good. So good. I hate it. How good it is. And how much do you hate that guy? The one, the guy, the guy that was the, the Nate. Uh, Nate. Nate the Great. Fuck, he's so good at making so you hate him. Fucking weasel. So good at making you hate and him. Ted, boom, shuts him down by being more. Uh, <laughs> Accusatory and self-deprecating to himself Letting than Ted Nate Lasso could be. Be Ted Lasso. Just hang him out to dry. Fuck you, Nate. Gray-haired cunt. <laughs> all right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on March 20th. Slim Jim Phantom, drummer for the Stray Cats, is 62. We're gonna rock this town. Rock it inside out. We're gonna rock this town. Make them scream and shout. Al Linden, Barney Miller himself, 92 years old. Wow, he's still alive. Still with us. Wow. Spike Lee turns 66. Holly Hunter's 65. Kathy Ireland, model and actress. Hey, necessary roughness. Yeah, she's brilliant in that. She was. I can kick a ball. I can kick it too. Watch. I can kick kick it. Just kick it. I'm going to kick the ball. Watch me kick. kick. Watch. Look at me. I'm a football player. It's not any of the dialogue from those. She's 60 years old today. Guitarist Jimmy Vaughn with one of Eddie Pence's favorite bands, the Fabulous Thunderbirds, 72. You like women in hard hats. Oh, That's the video for you. Sure You'll see a woman welding. <laughs> You'll be very satisfied. <laughs> David Thewlis from Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, but also from Wonder Woman as well and a lot of other projects. He is 60 years old today. Liza Snyder, star of Yes, Dear, and most importantly, played my girlfriend in that episode of House that I did. Oh. She's a very sweet, 
sweet lady, 55 years old. Michael Rappaport from Boston Public is 53. And follow him on Twitter if you want some entertainment yeah. rants. He's a mental case, yes, that guy. Does. He does stand-up, too. Does he really? Yes, he does. Well, I bet he yells a lot. He does. I bet. Mikey Day from Saturday Night Live is 43 years old. He's great. Yeah. So terrific. Uh, Ruby Rose, formerly known as Batwoman, now uh, currently known as Unemployed, mm. is 37. And Carl Palmer, drummer from Emerson Lake and Palmer, of course, but in my heart, always be the drummer for Asia. He's 73. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time for Munchin' Monday. Eddie Pence is off the hook this Monday. I'll explain why in just a moment. Uh, Last week we talked about, cool, I did. I made some some mischaracterizations. Derogatory remarks. Some people might say about Coors beer. And Coors drinkers. In the sense that I couldn't understand why anyone would drink Coors. (laughs) And then people said, oh, what kind of beers do you like? And I said, I like Stella Artois, and I mentioned a few others. I got such blowback from oh, really? the, from the Coors Nation. Oh, Coors Nation is strong. Saying, uh, you know what? Coors tastes exactly the same as your fancy Stella Artois. It's the same <laughs> thing. It's all the same. So I heard a, a pushback from a lot of people who like Coors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I took up the challenge. Uh, Coors does not taste like Stella. Now, how can I prove that? Mm-hmm. Here's what we're going to do today. I'm going to be blindfolded. Okay. We've got a selection of five beers here in front of us. All right. It's uh, Coors, Heineken, Sapporo, Stella, and Corona. So a pretty All good right. max. Okay. Good mix, right? Yes. Only one domestic, and that's the Coors. Uh-huh. All the rest are foreign. Right. And that was this guy's big deal. It was like foreign beers and domestic beers, they taste the same, and you guys are all snobs, blah, blah, blah. So let's see if I can pick out the cores from the other beers. Okay. And I'm going to try to identify each of them. I will be blindfolded. Eddie Pence will pick them at random and hand them to me. All right. And I will see if I can identify the five beers in question on today's Munchin' Monday. Munchin' Mondays. It's a fun day. And it's happening on the Ralph Report. I don't eat fungus. I don't like it. I did the, the thought of it makes me sick. My testicles are just all Today really is a win-win, a rare win-win on Munchin' Monday because Eddie's off the hook. He doesn't have to do anything. Nothing. Nothing. Except hand me beers. I can do that. And I get to drink beer. Look at that. All through Munchin' Monday. A lot of beer. Now, I don't, let me just have this disclaimer at the outset. I do not pretend to be some sort of beer specialist. Yeah. Not a beer expert by any stretch of the imagination. But I do firmly believe that Coors tastes like ass. (laughs) And so if nothing else, I hope today's experiment will prove that I can distinguish Coors from these other four much more palatable, reputable beers, in my opinion. So is the challenge just to pick out cores? Are you going to try to name I'm going to try to name them one? all okay. while we're at it. But I may, you know, it may be hard for me to distinguish Heineken from Stella, for okay. example. Okay. I'm going to do my best. But the thing I really believe is that when cores hits my face, you'll know. I'm going to know because my balls will tingle. Do you have anything to cleanse the palate between I got beers? A, got a little water over right. here. I'm going to find it with my my uh blindfold on i don't know so i gotta i gotta take this thing off first so your job is just to hand just to hand open the beer and hand it to you hand me the beers at random i can do that and then keep track okay of the one through five that we do all right and then then let me know how we did at the end of the thing all right i am sufficiently blind i cannot cannot see see. all right here we go. I'm going to open the first <clears throat> beer. The mic here. Let me see if I can find my water, too. Straight down there. Up, up to nope. your... Straight down there. Okay. There. All right. All right. All beer right. number one. Beer number one. Here you go. All right. Got it? Got it. All right. There okay. you go. Got to try to find the hole. <laughs> That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> okay, here we go. Mm. Mm, what do you think? Mm, that's pretty good. Okay. 
Mm. You don't have to drink the whole can. Just, just enough to wet the whistle. Okay, you don't have to, again, you don't have to drink the whole, you have a lot more beer to drink. All right. I think this is my beloved Stella. I'm going to say this is Stella Artois. Okay. All, All right. right. Here we go, Stella. All right. <clears throat> All right, just making notes here. All right, make your notes. It's not complicated. Okay. Just have to say whether well, you're no, right I, or wrong. Well, I just, I'm making copious notes. All right. There you go. Thank you. This tastes like Heineken to me. Okay. I'm going to say right. Heineken. Interesting. Right. It's interesting. All right. Making more notes. All right. I'm making copious notes. Jeez, you don't have to write a screenplay about it. Where's the <laughs> microphone? I think I'm not in my mic. There I am. There you go. You're in your mic. Oh. All right. All right. Here you go. Hand out. There we go. Got All it. Right. Okay. All right. Mmm. Mmm. I was thinking you just need one sip. I don't think you What do you think? What are you thinking? I think that's my Sapporo. Okay. I think that's Sapporo okay. Japanese beer, which I drink with sushi. That's my sushi beer. All right. I gotta I gotta cleanse. Cleanse. Straight down. There you go. Straight down. There you go. So much. All right, here we go. All right. Oh, all right. Beer number four. Four. Four beers. Beer number four. All right. Here we go. Mm hmm. Thoughts? This tastes like water. Um, this is my. This is Coors. This is the Coors. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You think that one's Coors? Yes. Sorry for the burp. <laughs> Filling up. Final beer. Final beer. Final beer. Here we go. The last beer of the batch. Last beer of the batch. All right. All right, there it is. All right. <clears throat> Final beer. Final beer. Well, I'm going to two-hand it. <laughs> President Trump. <laughs> right. What do you think that one is? Final. Whoa. Excuse All right. Me. All right, booger. <laughs> Jesus. I told you. I get gassy. <laughs> With beer. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> All right. You can't, there's, there's no, you, what are you, why are you jerking off the can? Feels good. My, oh my God. Well, I guess this would have to be the Corona then. This would have to be the Corona. Okay. That's Corona. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to take my blindfold right. off and see how I did in the blind taste test of Beerarama. Here's your results. All right. My results. You nailed the cores. I see. I you told nailed you. the cores. It tastes like garbage. You nailed the cores. Yes. You nailed the Corona. I did. You nailed the Corona and you nailed the Sapporo. Three out of five. Three out of five. Interesting. You thought the Heineken tasted like Stella and the Stella tasted like Heineken. Mm. Well, like those are they are similar. Yeah. I can see why I might get that fucked up. But you nailed the uh, the cores. Cores. I fucking you knew fucked it. it. <laughs> fucking knew it. See, it tastes like water. Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, it tastes like water, like carbonated water. You could drink a Coors. I've heard from other people that they don't like Coors because they think it tastes like water. It's just, it's no. There's no point in it. Hmm. My original statement was, if you're drinking Coors, why? And now I stand by that. So, what would Coors Light be? Even more water? Oh my god! It's even air. You Perrier? It sucks moisture out of your body when you drink Coors Light. <laughs> That's how non-existent it is. You lose water. When you drink that. Uh, I thought it was interesting. You got Heineken and Stella mixed mm. up. Interesting. But the other you nailed. There we go. Not too bad. Not too bad. Three out of Three five. Three out of five. I don't know. They all taste like shit to me. No, so man. I wouldn't be able to tell any of the differences. One of these days, I'm going to get loaded with Eddie Pence. Uh. At the next end of the world party. <laughs> when Eddie has no more reason to go on. It's true. He can just that get is very true. liquored up. Yeah, I can see what the cores taste like. I want, to see if I, I want to see if it tastes different than another shitty beer. Because they all taste like shit. <laughs> okay. See? Do it side by side. It tastes like beer. Okay. I taste a good one, like Stella. That tastes like beer. Can you tell the difference? I absolutely cannot tell the difference. Really? No. Makes me sad. I can't tell the difference. How do you tell the difference? 
they just taste different. They're different tastes. All I taste is that. What's that beer flavor? The hoppy flavor? Or the yeah, hops? Hops. Yeah. That's all I taste. Ugh. Ugh. So good. I'm going to drink all of these now. <laughs> That's Even the, the cores? No, except for that one. I'm going to drink four beers. You water the plant. You can only get singles in, at the Tall Boys now. So there's a lot of beer I got to finish. Oh, you're going to be farting, I hate to let it go to farting waste. and burping all night. <laughs> That's it for today's Munchin' Monday. Awful. Yeah. So good. It's just another Munchin' Monday. Give me the snow. Eating is fun day. Maybe something on a bun day. I hope I don't get the run stay. It's just another Munchin' Monday. Now I got beer breath all night. Oh my God. Want to make out? No. I think I just did. I taste, I fucking drink out of the same can as you. <laughs> that's what, it, that's what it, making out with me tastes uh, like. You're not, awful. you're not far off. Any time of day. <laughs> if you just put a cigarette button there and let it marinate for a while, <laughs> then you get the full experience. Queen Where, Jay is so lucky. Oh, she's a lucky lady, isn't she? Well, boys and girls, that's it for today's show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, again, sorry to bring you bad news at the top of the yeah. show, but we're going to keep a positive thought and um, just keep believing that this is all going to work out. So uh, send him your love. Send Steve Ashton your love in your thoughts and in prayers, if that's your kind of thing. And we'll keep you up to date as well. But tomorrow we're going to come back. We're going to do a whole brand new show. Why not? They got the microphones all set up and everything. Might as well do it. Tuesdays, of course, are fun. We're going to do a deep dive into a TV show theme song. Also, the tongue twister. So much good stuff ahead. So please, in order to join us, you got to take care of yourself. Stay good in the hood. Because life is life. We want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until we do, please remember always, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha-ha. So, ha I got it. Ha-ha. Bye-bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, men. If you're drinking cores, why? Why?